everybody, and welcome to an emergency podcast of Art House Rewind. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Seth. And you might recognize uh, that we've got a new voice on hey. the podcast today. This is Seth Hirschkorn. If you have been in the theater at a unique time, particularly Wednesdays. Seth every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Yeah. But not for this period of time because no. your tickets. Okay. So anyways, you probably know Seth. If Maybe. If you have been in Billings for more than six months, there's a People chance. tell me I look like Tom Cruise. So uh, it's like some resemblance there. I would like to meet these people because uh, I think they're know. lying to you. Uh. So anyways, Seth, thanks for being here. Uh, this is an emergency podcast because we are talking specifically about Oscar nominations that just came out this morning and kind of our reaction to them. And Seth is kind of what we'll call the everyman. Is you bring in your response as the guy that doesn't work I bring the very ignorant. There you go. Perfect. Uneducated response to that, the Oscar list. That's usually my job, so <laughs> you've got a hard job in front of you, let's just say that. So anyways, before we do that, as we always start out this podcast, we want to talk about the big three, particularly Brian's big three, and the big three things that he wants to point out that are coming to Art House and the Babcock Theater this week. So, Brian, what do you got for us, man? Yeah, um, we've got a really chock-full schedule at both theaters this week. Um, so, narrowing it down to three, ooh, <laughs> it's a job. I believe uh, in you. Uh, the big things, though, um, we are holding all three films that we had this week at Art House, and we are adding Origin. Uh, it was kind of one of those Oscar hopefuls that didn't quite pan out, but... Uh, it, it was a film that's been requested of me for a while now. It's called Origin, and uh, it's kind of one of those extreme dramas, I guess you'd say, that's kind of a slice of life of all things, um, you know, personal tragedies uh, and things like that. You know, one of those all-encompassing ensemble cast sort of things that, sure. uh, you know, looks great. I hope you all come out to see it. I know I didn't get any award nominations, but... Mm -hmm. uh, not every great film gets an award nomination. That's so. true. Uh, so that opens this Friday. Um, also this Friday, we will have the 35th anniversary of James Cameron's The Abyss, a special 4K re-release of it. That uh, Yeah. I haven't seen it, but it's been... I haven't seen it since I was like 12. Maybe. And it's one of those that was never released really in a like upgraded HD format. So nope, not if until you didn't now, see it yeah. in the theaters, there's... It's been hard to kind of yeah, find. It's, it's, it's more stream. Yeah, or anything like it's that. you know, if you didn't already have like the DVD from like twenty years ago, then you it really hasn't been in your face that much. Yeah. So, so um, opportunity to check that well out. worth seeing. And uh, yeah, James Cameron always delivers. Mm -hmm. Then was there a third one? I think that was yeah, just there's two. A third one. Okay, all right. Uh, I couldn't Saturday remember. is our movie buffs for the month. We uh -huh. are doing All Dogs Go to Heaven, the Don oh, Bluth film. So good. So free admission to that. Two screenings Saturday. Come check it out on the big screen. And I'm excited. I'm going to watch it with my kids. I've never seen it before. I told the staff on Monday. For whatever reason, this was one of those films my parents decided we weren't allowed to see. Yeah. Because heaven mm. is not a joking matter in my household well but all dogs go so uh, not according to our belief system and well, this was heresy so i oh. don't, don't know what to tell you Seth. get ready to get emotional <laughs> well it's okay. a great movie here goes yeah. so anyway saturday two screenings of that two screenings out, of that yep and it's free an opportunity to talk about films that we think matter on the big screen so exactly brian will be there if you will be there if you want to see brian come on saturday to one and of, of course screens. like i said lots of other things happening arthousebillings.com check out what else we got going on this week yep at some point it's too much but uh, yeah. we're not there yet i'm not gonna bore you with it yeah. now <laughs> all right so hey we're going to jump into the nominees obviously there's a lot of categories we could talk through all of the categories i want to i want to talk specifically about 
like the above the line category. So best picture, best director, you know, kind of those acting noms and uh, just kind of get some response on those. So we're going to start out with uh, best supporting actor. You guys ready? So mm-hmm. Brian, what were the nominees for best supporting actor? Uh, best supporting actor. We've got Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, or excuse me. Yeah, sorry. No, you did it. I did it great. In my mind, I was thinking Robert Downey Jr. from a different one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Robert Down or well, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I'm going to fix great. this. Emergency. Post. I don't think you can. Well, yeah, yeah. For best supporting actor, we've got Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon. Perfect. Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer. Also, there perfect. it is. Ryan Gosling in Barbie. Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things, and Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction. I saved that one to last because that was kind of the outlier that people weren't sure if that one was going to make it in or not. Sure, that that was the only surprise for me. Yeah. As someone that's seen American Fiction, I really loved his performance. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. Seth, you haven't seen it. I know you want no, to. No, I'm probably going to this week. Very good. He's incredible in he's it. He's great in it. Yeah. Um, he's, he's one of those actors for me that it's like, you could just be Sterling K. Brown on the screen and everybody would be like, that's great acting. Yeah. Uh, but okay. this felt like there was an element of a character he was playing that I haven't seen him mm-hmm. dive in. Not that I've seen all his films, but I was appreciative it, of his role. He's sort of a comic relief character, and that's not typically the Sterling <laughs> K. Brown role. Is that what got him on the list? Like he broke out of his normal role, if it, you will, and he be. crushed it? I, I think there's a, an element of that. I think there's just an element of the weight that he brings to that mm-hmm. as well. So. Cool. Anybody that was left off this list for you, Brian, that you were surprised by? Um, not particularly, no. Yep. Okay, let's move to Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. So in Best Supporting Actress, we've got Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple, America Fiera in Barbie, Jodie Foster in Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. So uh, any real surprises? Uh, America Ferreira, like in the lead up, you know, all the other awards, she hasn't really been popping up that much. So it was surprising to see her get it in uh, the Oscars where you only have five categories as well. So she was probably the biggest surprise of this whole um, award season. Sure. I was uh, surprised by that when my wife and I were looking at the nominations this morning. She said the same thing, like, really? She got nominated? Not that she's bad in the film, but... I, I think, and but spoiler alert, like Margot Robbie was not uh, nominated for Best mm-hmm. Actress, so that she got it, but Margot Robbie didn't was yeah. interesting. I think I, I saw something that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the most emotional piece for that film was the speech that she mm-hmm. gives. And so they're they're nominating her speech that that yeah. she gives, which she does a great job. Yeah. And she's great through the whole film, but that, that it's really kind of singling that out more than like this overarching yeah. performance. And so it's... It, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think she has a chance of winning, but just having her on the list was yeah. was the win. <laughs> As someone that hasn't seen a lot of these films, Seth, let me do just, you have any Let me insights? just qualify all of this saying by, it looks like it was a great year for movies. There you go. But it was not a great year for Seth watching movies. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> Which is why people tune in. I think mm-hmm. of all of these nominations, I've seen a couple. So uh, I think, obviously, all of these uh, actresses deserve the nomination as in to take away from their nomination or their work, but 
Uh, Brian, is there any that you would point out and say, it's interesting they didn't get a nod? For me, it's the like the absence of anybody from May-December. That felt yeah. like something that, whether it was uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. And uh, typically in the other uh, things, they've been calling Natalie Portman the lead and okay. Julianne Moore the supporting. Okay. So yeah, that would probably be... Um, that would probably be the biggest one. I know there was also um, talk of, which I haven't seen the film yet, but um, Sandra Huller, who was in Anatomy of a Fall, was also is also in The Zone of Interest. Okay. She's been popping up um, for that role in yep. a couple things. So um, those would probably be the two that are surprising. But at the end of the day, I, I in my gut, I feel like this is Divine Joy Randolph yep. taking this home. Yep. Mm. Okay. So uh, moving on. I, with okay. the caveat of... Things do change in yep. the month and a half we've got until the Oscars. And I think that's what's really interesting about this and why like why we want to do a podcast now because we'll do one before yep. the Oscars and, and a the, lot can shift because exactly. there's a true campaign that happens around these films. And like last year with Everything Everywhere All at Once, like there was this like surge of it late yep. that all of a sudden it started dominating the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. When we were talking about this originally, we weren't, I mean, we were excited about yeah, it. Yeah, we were glad it was nominated, yeah. but we figured that uh, something else was going to win. Didn't think we were gonna, it was going to clean up the way that it when did. They make a, when, they, when they campaign for this stuff, do they campaign for every award or just the film itself? Like, you really need to... Uh, the, the nominated categories. So yeah. they're, they're campaigning hard on um, you know, making sure that the, the films are in your attention, but also specifically you know, the roles within those that are nominated. And I think it's the studios are campaigning, the, the individual people that are a part of the film. You've got management. Like everybody wins when you get a nomination and then get an award that's connected to that film or that person. So everybody's trying to like push that narrative however they mm -hmm. can. So it's really interesting. But yeah, when something like Oppenheimer has like a ton of, of nominations, then they're just pushing that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, again, ignorant question. Does the Academy just watch these movies over and over and over again to decide? Like, do they have people who are just, like, re-watching them to pick out nuanced it's a, things it's they like? It's a weird cast of, of people that, you know, I mean, some of these are, you know, deep industry people, and some of these are former actors that have, okay. aren't really doing much. So they might be doing more work than some of the people that are deep in it. I know there um, there's several people that probably aren't really watching any of them. They're mostly just going off the campaign. <laughs> so you're telling me I could be on the Academy. Well, there's some hoops you would need to jump through in life to, uh, <laughs> to get there. Okay. Yes, but you could. We all could be a star. Hey, someday, listen, so. man, I just want to yeah. give out awards for not watching movies. That's Thank what you. I want to do. Thank you for the questions. Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, it is a confusing thing. Like how, and I think we talk about it every year. Like yeah. how, how does it get nominated? How does it win? Cause it's, it's not just like, a bunch of six white dudes in a smoke-filled room making these decisions. Yeah. There is a process. There is a lot of people. There is, you know, categories that you get to nominate and vote for that you don't on other categories because of how you're connected mm -hmm. in the industry. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Thank so, you. Okay. So uh, moving on. So we're going to go to Best Actor. Brian, go for it. Yeah. So our best actors are Bradley Cooper in Maestro. Coleman Domingo in Rustin, Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. No real surprises there. Nope. Um, the Rustin nom. I, that I, was kind of the, like, more of the surprise, but there was probably, like, four others that 
it could have swapped in. in there. Have you seen Rusted? I have not. Okay. Is it has it been out? Is it on VOD? I I remember I hearing really about haven't it. really followed okay. much about it okay. at all. Anyways, so apparently it's a really good performance. Mm-hmm. So I think Paul Giamatti or Cillian Murphy, it seems like the the clear cut front runners at this point on on that for me. So Yeah, no, I, I think it's I I honestly think Killian Murphy. Yep. I, I, I don't I, I thought Bradley Cooper did great in Maestro. Yep. And that was kind of the the big part of Maestro that I did enjoy. Um, yeah, I Paul Giamatti would be great. I know that Paul Giamatti, um, you know, when it was more specific, like at the Golden Globes, it was the comedy angle, like he won for that. I, I think he does really great in it, but it, that's a big performance to outweigh Killian Murphy. I agree. I completely agree. Okay, Seth, have you seen any of those movies? <laughs> Well, I'm going to see American Fiction this week. That's great. Where yeah. at? At the Art House. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. That's why you're on the podcast. All right. Uh, moving on, we've got Best Actress. Brian, go. Annette Benning in Nyad. Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan in Maestro. And Emma Stone in Poor Things. So same thing here. There's that one that... The Margot Robbie mm-hmm. that didn't show up. Um the Annette Benning Annette Benning kind of took that role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were several others that, you know, once Annette Benning was announced, it's sort of like, oh, so then the other four, we kind of know what they are. <laughs> sure, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I did see Anatomy of a Fall. <laughs> Look at that. I did yeah. see, and it was great. Yeah. And she was phenomenal. She's yeah. deserving of the award. I think so. So if you had to pick right now, she's winning. If I had to pick right now, I would say clear-cut winner is Sandra. Yeah. 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 Because so, it's the only one you've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine. Don't, don't, don't. It's yeah, fair. it's. Uh, I think this is Lily Gladstone or Emma Stone's yep. to win. Yep. So uh, we'll see how it feels closer to the time. But uh, my gut says Emma Stone, but uh, yeah, we'll that see. She's actually going to pull away from it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, we don't need to go there. So yeah. all that to say. All good movies to watch. Yeah. I need to watch Nyad. I haven't watched that. So have you seen that? Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it is on Netflix. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, we're going to go to Best Director. Uh, best Director. I hope I pronounced these correctly. If, at least this first one. Justine Triet or Trier for Anatomy of a Fall. Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. No no real surprises there or anything crazy. Sad that there's no uh, Greta Gerwig, but uh, I I can't really say the rest of these are undeserving either. Sure, and it's it's interesting that um, she didn't get nominated here the screenplay got nominated mm-hmm. and adapted screenplay, yeah. which is, I know there's all these funky rules, that, yep. but it feels it weird. It felt like it could have gone either way. Yeah, it, it feels like it should have been original yeah. screenplay, not adapted. And It's possible that they angled that because it could have gone either way, they went for which one are we more likely to win. Sure, <laughs> so. sure. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, so, and no real surprises. Front runner, I think, is Christopher Nolan. Just yeah, again, I think so based on the number of nominations Oppenheimer has. Yeah. Um, what would be your second? What do you think? Um, Yorgos gosh, or Martin? Yeah. I mean, really, it's Martin or Yorgos. I would um, possibly Yorgos. I think. I again, based on the number of nominations, Poor Things is probably sure. second to Oppenheimer on that. Sure. So. Agreed. Okay, 
We're going to go to Best Picture. Drum roll, Seth. <laughs> Great. All right. Excellent. For Best Picture, we have American <laughs> Fiction, playing now at Art House Cinema and Pub. True. Anatomy of a Fall. Saw it. Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. So can, set, I, can I say again real quick? I just want to chime in real quick again. I love this day of the year because what I generally do after this list comes out is I like to go watch the films. Yeah. I think that's... So I just wait yeah, for all the 2023 I, movies to hit the list. Yeah. And I go Before watch. I worked in a movie theater, that was kind of my plan too, was that it's like, you know... I mean, some of them I may have already seen, maybe more than you have, but it does kind of give me a, oh, okay, I've got five weeks to watch these movies now. So I will say too, so Past Lives, I saw the trailer for it a long time ago and I was like, that My looks favorite incredible. Movie it's great. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I saw it on mm-hmm. list today. I was like, great, now I really have to go watch it. Yeah, yeah. which it's on VOD right now. It's on yeah, VOD it's right now. streaming on a I don't believe it's streaming it. on anything, yeah. but it is on VOD to rent, so cool. uh, check it out. I will probably, if I get an opportunity to, I might give it a, a week at sure. uh, Art House. Uh, before the ceremony, uh, simply because it did make that best picture, and it's kind of the only one. I mean, spoiler alert, we do have plans to bring Barbie mm-hmm. and Oppenheimer to the Babcock before the ceremony, so um, so we'll have played everything nominated for best picture except Past Lives, which I you're going to try I'm to fix. Going to try to fix. Yeah, I then I think that's really cool, and uh, I would say a dr- round of applause or drum roll. But our sound effects machine over here with Seth seems to be a little broken. <laughs> after. Hey, I think I'm doing great with what I got to work with. <laughs> so, anyways, I was going to say uh, shout out to Brian. The fact that you know this is nominated, and we already have plans to play every single one of these films if we haven't already played it. Yeah. And then I think you know bringing past lives would be really cool, but who knows what what's uh, yeah. possible and what we can make happen, but. Uh, I think it's it's really cool. And for me, like this is, I love, to Seth's earlier point of why you love this announcement, I love this announcement from the standpoint of, you know, eight, nine years ago before Art House existed, this announcement would come out and it was a bunch of films that we hadn't ever heard of, hadn't had a chance to see, yeah. you know. And so you look at even the, we've got the on uh, the short films that were nominated. Short films come on February 16th. Yep. So. so those are coming. Uh, some of these. One of the best nights of the year. It, well, it's for a week typically. Yeah. So. Did you used to be just one night? You though? can just come one night. Did you used to be just one night? <laughs> the, dur- yeah. the documentaries we've done. We still just- play them the nights you don't come. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I'm here every other Wednesday, guys. I know what's going on. <laughs> You're learning about new movies and just how movies work in general. Guys, I work here. <laughs> this okay, is fun. I work here. And this is fun. So all that to say, like that, we have have like hit so many of these films already mm-hmm. and are going to hit them. I think is just a testament to like. Uh, how cool it is that this theater exists and the community continues to support it. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, other films. So we've got foreign films that were foreign nominated. Films. We haven't played all of those. Uh, we haven't played all those? of those. I mean, I I look at it and I'm like, well, Zone of Interest is probably going to win, but I sure. um, I do have plans to bring in Teacher's Lounge and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, other than the, oh, Perfect Days, I also have plans to bring in. So we'll have gotten most of those. Um, Society of Snow is on Netflix. Yep. If I, Again, if I get an opportunity to, I might throw it up for a short run, but it all kind of depends. Um, kind of the same with documentaries. Documentaries, I have not played any of these. This was a year that there wasn't a ton of big hitter documentaries yep. coming out, and even these ones nominated, like, 
don't really feel like big hitters. They were just what was available. Um, so I, I'll see what I can work on those. But uh, a lot of these just kind of feel like extended news reports on some of these. Yeah, it's interesting. From I was I was surprised around the documentary feature piece because there was some that I thought was going to yeah, be nominated that weren't. Still, the, still the was Michael J. really really great. Fox if you haven't one. seen that, but to uh, what what it makes me think of is it feels like documentary culture, and this is uh, I'm not involved in this culture mm-hmm. at all, but just as an art house guy, like it seems like it's shifting more and more to streaming. The yep. documentary's life yep. it has a it has a better lo- shelf life on a streamer, so streamers are premiering them there. They're not worried yep. about theatrical as much anymore yep. for docs, and so where art house first opened, docs was one of our major like, yeah. money makers, honestly, because yeah. that was the place to see them. And now streaming is where a yeah. lot of them. Live. I mean, other than you know, like I said, sometimes we have these bigger docs like the Moonage Daydream from last year that mm-hmm. you know are these big spectacle documentaries. Those go to theatrical, but most of them are just getting dumped on Netflix yeah. or Max or something like that just to live out there. And I mean, I'll admit that's kind of where I prefer to watch them sometimes too. Sure, so. sure. yeah, makes sense. So all that to say, uh, we love documentaries. Go check those out if you haven't. We, I don't know that we'll be able to bring any of them in before awards, yeah, but I'll see what I can day. do. Yep. But uh, yeah. All five of those most definitely are not making it. So, so uh, who who do you think is going to be the big winner of the night, Brian? And why do you think it's going to be Oppenheimer? Um, <laughs> I, I think Oppenheimer is is this is Christopher Nolan's year. Yep. This is everything aligning, and it. I mean, it came out in July, and we're still yep. this excited about it. I think yep. that's what it is. Um, I agree. Killers of the Flower Moon. I was starting to think, you know, in October that that might have some, but the the heat on that seems to have fizzled a little bit. So I will again during the campaign we'll see if anything changes. But if I had to guess today, it would be Oppenheimer. Yep, which is coming to the Babcock as you already yep. said. So make sure to, yep. if early, you haven't seen early it, March, it, the big screen is the way to see that film. Yep. I know we would say that about every okay. film, but it's the way to see it. This yep. film in particular, it's incredible. So Seth, you got a chance, buddy. Well, having only seen Anatomy of a Fall, no, uh, I loved it, by the way. But I, it seems like from an outsider perspective, someone who's not seen all this stuff, Oppenheimer definitely has the most conversation. Correct. It, it, it seems overwhelming. Like yeah. the internet's talking about it. People are talking about it. It, yeah. it seems like the movie. So yeah. I guess I'll have to wait till it's in the theater. I was going to watch it at home. but And yeah. it's pretty crazy. I mean, I know it had Barbie attached to it and the whole Barbenheimer mm-hmm. craze, but it is crazy to think that a three-hour like historical... Biopic. And dialogue yeah. heavy, yeah. Right? dialogue heavy. Men talking in rooms mainly is the movie, and it and it did as well as it did at the box office. It did as well as it did critically. Like it's it's a feat in filmmaking. Throwback to Twelve Angry Men, man. Uh, yeah, sure. Just a couple <laughs> dudes talking for an hour <laughs> and a half. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, two other smaller categories okay. I want to I want to touch on really quick. Um, best animated feature. I was really happy to see that Nimona got in mm-hmm. there. Oh, so um, good. So good. Again, another one that wasn't really making the rounds in other awards, but um, managed to uh, come in over like the Super Mario Brother movie. Yep, which I was them. so happy about. Uh, if you haven't seen Nimona, it's on Netflix, Seth. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. I believe that one is is basically between Boy and the Heron or uh, Spider-Man yep. in that, you know, I did are we going to go old school or new school is basically the, yep. the fight we've got with Spider-Man. Andy. It was great. And then um, along the lines with Boy and Heron, I was a little disappointed to see that uh, it did not get nominated for score. Yeah. 
which um, it was a memorable score to me. And I, I was surprised that American Fiction did get nominated mm-hmm. for that because I watched that like three days ago and I don't remember the music at all. I remember <laughs> the feeling of it. Like I remember <laughs> watching it thinking like, oh, this is great. Like the way that they've structured this and the way they're using the music and jazz and all that. Like yeah. it was really well done. But I'm with you. I don't think it was as memorable um, as you know some yeah, others. Something like that. Sure. And I, I mean, of course, John Williams is going to get nominated if John Williams... Does something so yeah, we've got to yep we've got to yeah. nominate that guy. So. He so, could do a Charlie Chaplin film, completely silent, get nominated. No. So, so final question. Yeah, when we look at animated uh, features, I'm looking for it on the list. Uh, yeah, so we got Boy and the Heron, yep. Elemental, Nimona, oh. Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the So Spiders. Robot Dreams, I have never even heard of. Have you heard of that? Yeah, um, that is one. It. it it's been announced by Neon. They're releasing it. It's, okay. it's a Spanish. Okay. Um, it, it's mostly silent. It's based on a graphic novel that okay. I read several years ago. I mean, I read in the sense that it's mostly pictures. But <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I could read like, that. There's very, there's very few, um, if any, dialogue okay. in that. Um, but uh, looks really sweet. Um, kind of old school, hand-drawn cool. animation again. Um, and it did not have... a. a release date announced as of this morning and i believe they were probably waiting for an yep. oscar nominations to see if it got nominated before they announced it so my guess is they're going to try to get it in theaters real soon yep. and i will try to yep. hop on it so no i'm excited to see it. i haven't even heard of it so it was like this what is this film yeah so, cool well seth thanks for bringing all the knowledge and insight i i appreciate it. any final words for you sir yeah, I can't wait to watch a lot of these. <laughs> That's great. And that might be you listening to it, which is why we yeah. do this, because there's a lot of great films out there that maybe have gone under the radar. But if you want to be a part of knowing what is happening in the film world, make yep. sure to check these out. Last thing we want to mention, uh, we're going to start getting invites out. But if you are a VIP member, so that means you're a celebrity or above when, in our membership tiers at Art House, you are going to be getting a special invite to our Oscar party. Yep. It's free for you as VIP members. So if you're not a VIP member, make sure you can sign up online or in one of our theaters but if you are just a general member you can buy a ticket to the oscar party it's our opportunity to watch the oscars together at the babcock we have dinner we have prizes we have a lot of fun great event it's a great time um and And it's an hour earlier this year so we're not staying up too late (laughs) anything past 9 p.m and brian starts to get grumpy so anyways so that's uh coming so make sure march 10th is the oscars and you we can come and i'll watch and see who the winners are yeah All right. Thank you guys so much. As always, arthousebillings.com for everything you need to know at Art House and the Babcock. Other than that, have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.